That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities Podcast. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the darkest fiscal days are behind the state, saying bills are being paid down, a rainy day fund can be replenished, some taxes can be frozen, and greater investments can be made. Though Republicans applaud some of what the governor said, they say it needs to be more than just a one-year election gimmick funded by federal dollars that will soon go away. We talked with Representative Noreen Hammond, a Republican of Macomb, as the state and Western Illinois University wait to see what will stay in that budget. What was, on first blush, your opinion of the governor's address? Um, actually, Jim, at first blush, uh, I was encouraged to see that um, a lot of the focus of the budget um, was in the area of education. Um, K through 12 education um, has some significant increases, as does higher education. And um, unfortunately, for many, many years, uh, that's not been an area of, of focus for um, this administration and previous administrations. The other big headline, of course, were the uh, tax changes, the uh, freeze on the gas tax and grocery tax and, and changes for property tax where you, uh, taxpayers would get some money back. Republicans have welcomed that, but are, I've heard two different things. First off, they say it's short term because it's one year only. And the other is that it's an election year gimmick. Well, um, you know, I never refer to a, a property tax um, freeze or a property tax uh, break as, as a gimmick. Uh, the, the devil is always in the details for these things, certainly. And, um, you know, as far as the gas tax and, and freezing that, uh, how does that affect our um, road fund and the projects that are already in the pipeline? And um, is there going to be enough money in that fund uh, to complete those projects? So those are all questions that we have to ask. We can't just take everything at uh, face value, certainly. Um, but I would also say that uh, this is the governor's uh, plan. This is his outline and um, how he would uh, prefer to see dollars spent. Uh, but the reality is that it is the, uh, the General Assembly uh, that does those appropriations. One of the things Governor uh, Pritzker was touting is he said Illinois will end this fiscal year with a $1.7 billion surplus, the first of its kind in more than 25 years. Let's be honest, that's unheard of in Illinois history, it seems, at least in modern times. Well, it is unheard of. And, and um, you know, I also heard the governor say that uh, skeptics will say this was because we received uh, funding from the federal government. Um, I don't consider myself a skeptic. I consider myself a realist. And uh, the reality is 
we received over $8 billion from the federal government. And um, much of that is uh, to uh, bolster up the state's economies. And it has certainly done that for Illinois' economy. Um, I don't think that is something that we can ignore. Uh, those are dollars that are going into um, our revenue streams and um, helping uh, to paint this picture uh, that the governor has painted for us. Also, there was uh, money that's going towards uh, the, the pension fund that is so underfunded in Illinois. And also addition of almost a billion dollars towards what's often called a rainy day fund. I mean, fiscally, those are, those are areas that Republicans certainly wanted to see. Absolutely, and, and um, I am not going to um, suggest that any of this is a bad idea. Um, as a matter of fact, I think um, that many of these ideas uh, coming from the governor and, and his staff are, um, are uh, very laudable. Uh, my concern is um, if, we, if we promise this money and we promise it for this year, um, will we be able to sustain that budget next year and the year after that um, and in, in fact uh, make increases uh, caused by inflation um, and, and be able to pay our bills? So, um, it, a, a rainy day fund is a terrific idea. We haven't seen that since Governor Edgar was in office. And um, paying down our pension debt, which is upwards of $130 billion, um, absolutely those are things we need to be doing. What do you see as your greatest priority right now? Well, um, one of my, my greatest priorities right now is um, I have um, some real significant concerns over the money that is owed to our unemployment trust fund. Um, we have um, about uh, nearly $4 billion, about $3.5 billion in debt to our unemployment trust fund. Um, the, the governor uh, has been um, hopeful that the federal government would just say, oh, forget it. You just, you don't know that. Um, that's not going to happen, not, not in my lifetime or anyone's lifetime. And so uh, we have enough money in what is left of the eight plus billion dollars that we received from the federal government to pay down um, the most significant portion of that debt in the unemployment trust fund. Um, the, it is allowable under the federal ARPA regulations that we can use that money to do that. And that, in fact, is what we should be doing. That is an absolute priority. And the reason is, among others, that if we don't do that, then the taxes on Illinois employers will go up significantly, significantly to make up for those three and a half billion dollars in debt. I know two things. One is you're very interested in uh, higher education because you, mm -hmm. you serve the district that includes Western Illinois University. Yes. Um, and, and you also said that it really is the details of the budget. 
Um, what do you see right now as far as Western is concerned? I mean, as you well know, the, the, those two years of freezes uh, back a couple of years ago were devastating to the university system in Illinois. Um, and also we've seen declining enrollment on campuses throughout the state, including Western. How do you see Western right now? Do you see it stabilizing and growing or do you still see concerns? Um, actually, I see it um, stabilizing and growing and, and uh, um, I give kudos to uh, President Wong for that. He has been uh, very, very active in, in uh, uh, recruitment and um, it has a, a real focus on retention for our students. And I think that's um, one of the areas that um, oftentimes gets overlooked. You know, you can tout at the beginning of the year or beginning of a semester, um, we have X number of students, but do you still have that number at the end of that semester? And so um, retention is um, equally as important as recruitment. But um, President Wong is doing a, a terrific job. Um, he is focused not just on the Macomb campus um, here, um, but also the Quad City campus. And um, I, I think that as we look at what's going on um, as far as um, jobs in, in this economy, in this state, um, Western uh, has so much to offer. Um, we all know that there is a significant um, loss in uh, the area of law enforcement. Um, Western has uh, one of the number one law enforcement schools um, across the nation. Um, agriculture is another area that um, is ever expanding and uh, Western is, is certainly known for that as well as their um, business and supply chain. And uh, so those are areas that I see um, Western certainly having an edge um, over many other universities. One other thing that the governor had pointed out is that he wanted to see an increase in uh, Pell grants and an increase in MAP scholarships, a $200 million increase in MAP scholarships, and also kind of target some of that towards uh, healthcare education uh, to increase the number of healthcare workers. I would assume that you applaud that as well. Uh, absolutely, and, and, and here's the thing. We have, you know, we have talked for years about um, the MAP grant funding and underfunding uh, the MAP grants. And so if we can direct uh, more funding, and I think the governor was around $600 million um, for uh, MAP grant recipients, uh, that would be huge. And, and folks need to understand that the reason for that is MAP grant funding is available to Illinois students that go to school in Illinois. And so that gives us a distinct advantage on keeping our students, um, our Illinois students here in Illinois to go to school. And uh, the other part of that is um, back in 2019, um, I'm part of a higher ed uh, working group and um, it's a, a bicameral uh, bipartisan and by choice uh, that we sit on this uh, working group and we put in place a program uh, the acronym is AIM HIGH and it's a scholarship program again uh, just for Illinois students at our state universities and so um, that is specific to our public universities and that's another area uh, that is also very helpful for our students because 
it's key that we keep our Illinois students here in Illinois for higher education. Do you think, I mean, because the governor had mentioned that it seems for too long higher education was ignored. Do you think that Illinois has learned something over the last few years that, you know, cutting in the area of higher education actually in the long term is bad? Well, I would hope so. And, um, you know, with, with high unemployment as it is now, particularly in the healthcare field, um, this is uh, to have this be a focus and, and change direction a little bit, if you will, um, and actually give um, higher education uh, the dollars that it needs uh, to educate our students, I think is huge. You know, um, I hear, because I'm, I'm very um, active in, in, um, in long-term care and, and senior issues and those kind of things. And um, many of our long-term care facilities, their staffing shortage is significant um, in, in the area of nursing and certainly in CNAs. Uh, many of these temp agencies, um, uh, the, the cost that these facilities have to bear uh, to uh, put in place the staff that they need is unbelievable. So anything we can do uh, to put more folks into that uh, career, and, and uh, it's a great career, by the way, um, and, and, and more and more of that is what's going to be needed in the future. The governor said when it comes to the budget, and I was wondering what you thought of when you heard this, he said seats at the grown-up table will be off limits to those who aren't working in the public's best interests. Did that anger you at all? Um, I guess uh, anger is one word. Um, I, was, I was ashamed for him. Uh, I don't think that kind of rhetoric is necessary. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, I would hope that we would all have seats at the table and it would be one table, not a grown-up table and a child's table, um, but the table and that we would all be there um, and, and be able to express what is needed in the areas that we represent. It's a very diverse state. It's diverse um, in, in our population. It's diverse in, in our um, uh, occupations and um, certainly the needs across the state. So um, as I often tell my colleagues, you know, um, I appreciate the districts that you have, you represent and the needs that you have, but make no mistake, you don't have the market cornered on poverty. Illinois State Representative Noreen Hammond, Republican of Macomb. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.